Oh, yeah. I know you guys have been waiting. I know you have been. And here we go. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. I'm your host, Tyrus McKnight. And tonight I want to talk about the Juneteenth farce that they got going on now. Now, before I get into that, I really want to address some things, especially in the city of New Orleans. I don't know if y'all hear that beeping sound like I do. And get that adjusted right now. Yeah, so I really want I really want to address something that I saw that I participated in just recently. And when I say just recently, I'm talking about today. I was on a Zoom meeting with the Black Caucus and the Urban League of Louisiana. And I must say, I must say that it was very, um, to say the least, um, underwhelming, if I could say that. Now, we got on a panel, we were talking to a whole bunch of men, most of which were attorneys, by the way. And we were talking about the Ronald Green situation. And I have yet to drop the Phantom Murders um, episode yet because I'm still trying to get some, um, get it all the way right for you guys. So I will be dropping that soon, probably simultaneously with this episode or tomorrow sometimes on the next day. But I wanted to talk about, in the, be- in, in this, in the beginning of the podcast, I want to talk about how we got compromise niggas and I just said the word niggas yes and I don't like that word but it just fits so many people appropriately right now we got them in positions of I guess power if you want to call it that so we were talking on this panel we're talking about the Ronald Green situation if you don't know who Ronald Green is Ronald Green is a guy of Louisiana. Um, I think Jennings of Jennings, Louisiana. He was initially they say he died in a car crash, but then come to find out, as the family got the reports and the autopsy, he was actually murdered, tased by the state troopers. And we were thinking about solutions to come up with. Talk about solutions. What are your solutions? What can we do? Well, we got to talk to the Democratic Party and let them know, hold their feet to the fire, yada, yada, yada. And I was asking questions like, how do y'all expect to do that with John Bell Elvis in Louisiana? Mr. Blue Lives Matter. How do you expect to do that? How do you expect to do anything against this sophisticated white supremacist system by just signing a petition and not putting no skin in the game? 
They kept on talking about the Democratic Party as if the Democratic Party was going to come and save us. No, nigga, no. Democratic Party ain't about to really come save us. And I put out that I said, we as black men are going to have to rise up and take care of the community and take care of ourselves. That, to say the least, went on deaf ears. Wasn't nobody trying to hear that. Wasn't nobody trying to hear, even though we had a panel of attorneys, nobody had a real solution on how we could bring these state troopers to justice. Or, you know what, let me say this, they didn't have a sufficient solution. But we got to talk to the Attorney General. But the Attorney General holds the same white supremacist views as the governor does. Oh, well, then maybe we could sign this petition. Petitions don't mean shit. I'm going to say this once again. Petitions don't mean shit. You think if you gather, let's just say, for example, you got 20,000 signatures on a petition. Do you really think that that's going to change anything? They're just names on a paper. You have to be able to provide credible actions and credible solutions. You just got to be. Now, as we continue this conference call of the Black Caucus and Urban League, and you know what? And let me say this too. I'm cool with Mark Mario. A lot of people may not understand why, because me and him have totally different ways of dealing with situations, but I'm cool with him. You know why? Because when I was out doing a documentary for New Orleans Politics, I asked Mark Mario, I said, listen, I said, this is what I want to talk about. You were the former mayor of New Orleans. You had some valid points. You brought up some valid solutions. New Orleans, the way it's going right now, we're about to be gentrified out the city, black people. I want you to come over here and give me some valid solutions. I want you to get, I want you to get on camera. I may have corresponded with Mark about two or three times Mark said, okay, meet me at the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans, and I got you. Perfect timing, perfect storm. He said, I got you. <clears throat> Otherwise, I would have had to fly out there to New York to do an interview, which I didn't mind, because I've been in New York before. I was on um, Karen Hunter's show. I didn't mind. I love New York. And, you know, he was right there in Manhattan, which I love to be. But... And I don't know Boulay shit. Mark was very down to earth and he was, you know, very cool, very chill. He answered all my questions that I needed. If you see the documentary, I even got some footage that I left out with Mark on there. Mark had like, Mark gave me like an hour and a half, I think, of his time, which is hard to get with a millionaire, but, and a former politician. 
and the current and the current president of the Urban League. But the Urban League within itself, and I must say this, is full of effeminized men. I did not like what I was hearing on that conference call. I did not like what I was hearing. Oh, we got to go to the barbershops to get this petition signed. The reason why you won't get the petition signed in barbershops, probably up in Supercuts, or <laughs> but at, in the hood, you won't get no petition signed. Is because they know, like I know, that they're just names on the papers. That's not going to translate into any tangible actions against the state's troopers that murdered Mr. Ronald Green. The Black Caucus is useless to Black American people. This is why we can't get anything passed in Congress. Nobody possesses the backbone. Nobody possesses the backbone. And the people that do possess the backbone, they try their best to tune them out. They to drown them out. With their own cowardice. This is why we can't get anything done. And honestly, at this point, it's going to come down to one person making a movement and getting other people, a group of four to five, and then just branching off. In New Orleans. That's the only way we're going to make it at this point. That's the only way I can see us making it at this point. Because other than that, we're going to be dead in the water. The agents are taking over New Orleans East. People being gentrified out the, out the wazoo in New Orleans East. The last Mecca or home for black American people. And then, to add insult to injury, we got black Americans down there committing crime, allegedly. Because you know how New Orleans gets down. We know how New Orleans gets down. We do. Now, let's get to the Juneteenth Force. Juneteenth was recently made into a national holiday without any pushback. And some of you may be wondering why was there no pushback from the Juneteenth being made to a federal holiday? Well, because they got white people part of it. And nothing I didn't like about that conference call neither. I looked on the um I looked into the group and they had white people in the chat, but they weren't saying anything. That was very interesting. That's another thing I didn't like about the Urban League, so-called and Black Caucus 
Zoom meeting. They had white people in the chat. They weren't saying anything. They were just listening. Interesting. Interesting. That's what. I, that's another thing I didn't like. Another thing is, we have we a lot of you let white people be a part of your conversations too much, and a part of our conversations too much. Sometimes y'all need to learn when to shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up in the presence of white people. When you come around, they talking, but like, oh, what well, I feel like, and you're like, um, this is our conversation. Stay out. Stay out of it. But a lot of you have this whole fallacy where you think that you need white people to get you out the mess that they created. They created the mess for a reason, to keep you in it. Nah, somebody said they ain't got a racist bone on their body. I need, the mother, I need to see a motherfucking MRI scan. Shit. But anyway. As I proceed to give you what the fuck you need. Now, they didn't have any pushback from um from any of the white supremacists from any white supremacists in government. And the reason for that is they've already co-opted Juneteenth. Juneteenth is for is supposed to be for the freedom of black people. And black people found out that they were free after making themselves free after Ned Turner had to chop off some heads, after Mark them VC. Had to get it popping a little bit. And a whole bunch of other slave revolts. Even in Louisiana, the longest, the um, biggest slave revolt in history happened all the way from as much as people try to down Kenner. Shout out to all the people in New Orleans that's being gentrified out your own fucking neighborhoods. But as much as people try to down Kenner, Kenner got it popping all the way from all the way from I ten and took it, took that shit all the way down to Laplace. That's how big that revolution was. And make no uncertain terms about it. White supremacists remember. They do. Now Joan Tink. You may be asking yourself, let's get back on subject. Juneteenth, you may be asking yourself, who has co-opted Juneteenth? Well, no other than your LGBTQ community. Now, for those who know me, know I don't get down with that shit at all. I'm not with their lifestyle. I don't support the movement. And it's just point blank, period. You can hate me for it. I don't give a damn. That's just the way I feel. They got too many wrinkles in their game. They got too much bullshit going on over there. On their side of the tracks. Not to mention, LGBTQ community is so oblivious to racism that a black woman 
not oblivious, but so um, delusional. The black LGBTQ community is so delusional to their own racism that a black woman got beat up at one of the uh, white supremacist, white LGBTQ community functions. And then y'all be having a nerve to talk about homophobia in a black community. Black people don't give a fuck if you home if you are homosexual. We just don't want you to bring that shit around us. And when I say don't bring that shit around us, I mean don't approach us with that bullshit. Because who you sleep with doesn't matter when you're out there in the world getting your head blown out by a race soldier. They only care about race. A white male has a better chance, even if he's armed, of surviving a police stop than a black male, even if he's armed and firing at the police. Shout out to those white kids up in Florida who took AK and just started busting on the police. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. But the point I'm trying to make is this. Juneteenth is just a holiday. Certain things we just can't start celebrating. We can't celebrate certain things because of this. Now, they'll give you Juneteenth, but they don't want to talk about giving you reparations. Because they know it's just a symbolic gesture. That's all it is. This is a sophisticated system. That is white supremacy. And a lot of people, to my dismay, don't understand it. They just don't. Nor are they trying to. They're just comfortable. Unfortunately. But hmm, we're going to continue to fight for reparations. I'm going to continue to fight for Brother Ronald Green because this gonna, that looks like it's going to be a one-man mission in New Orleans because all the people that's supposed to be astute and supposed to be on top of this type of shit ain't on top of it. And for y'all that don't know, if y'all don't believe me, I won't be on top of it. Y'all go ask Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office who was frontline when they beat that kid up in Jefferson Parish. And I got the emails to prove it. I got the emails to prove it. If y'all don't believe me and my influence in the city. That was your episode of Truth to Power. Um, 
low-hanging fruit is finished. It's formatted. It should be ready to go in within two days. I will be making my uh, return to social media very soon. <laughs> because people have been waiting and texting and calling. Man, where you at, man? Did you disappear off the face of the earth? Nah, you got my number. You got my number. Just hit me up on my number. But, um... Thank you guys for joining me. Um, Low Hanging Fruit will be in Kindle stores, uh, Amazon bookstores. Um, I plan on going number one again. And I just want to thank you guys for joining me. I just spoke truth to power. You guys have a good night.